Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. So just, just a, a couple things here. Um, and then we'll open up to questions. Uh, made two staff changes this morning. Um, uh, moved on from Bobby Johnson and from Thomas McGahee. Um, I want to thank those guys for what they've done the last two years. This is the hard part of the job. I have a lot of respect for them. Um, just felt that we're going to move in a different direction. Not going to add anything to it. Um, this is a private conversations. Um, but I do respect both of those guys and uh, what they've done the last two years, their commitment to the team, their work ethic, uh, but wanted to make a change. So, uh, again, those are private conversations. I'm not going to elaborate on, on any of it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we've, we've been, uh, uh, well, my expectation is Wink and Kafka will both be back. So uh, those, are, those are two of the changes we made this morning. But there's still conversations that are, that are going to be had. We've only been here for, for a short time. Uh, but those were, were two of the guys in the morning um, that I spoke with. So um, other than that, again, uh, appreciate the ways the guys finished and competed yesterday. And uh, you know, we had an off-season meeting leading into the offseason just a little while ago with the staff and the players and the coaches and the, uh, all the administrators. So it was, uh, it was a good year-end meeting. They're meeting now with their you know, offense and defense, respectively, position coaches. Uh, Joe and I will have some meetings here with, um, with the rookie class, with the second-year class, with the UFA class um, after, this, after this conference here. So uh, other than that, open it up to any questions. Well, uh, again, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, it's something that we'll sit down and talk about as a staff, um, and we'll you know we'll we'll work through that. Brian, um, what went into your thinking with deciding that Mike and Wink will both return? Yeah, it's just it, it's my expectation that they're going to come back. I think they're good coaches, um, so be good to have some continuity and. Bring it back. You know, I know it's like, you know, Wink talks about this as a destination place and things like that. It's good. They, you know, they, I appreciate how hard they work, their commitment um, to the team. So, so that's my plan. Have you had conversations with them about that? Because I know in, you said last week you hadn't had conversations with people. Yeah, no, stuff. not yet. I haven't talked to those guys. I've talked to the guys that I've let go, but that's my expectation. Um, and that's my plan. Would it be your expectation if Mike um, returns in the same role um, as a play call and things like that? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Those are conversations we'll have here over the next few months of, of uh, what direction we'll go and uh, we'll make those decisions as we do a full evaluation. Joe, I'm sure you saw last week that Saquon said he hopes in his exit meeting you guys shoot him straight. 
uh, is a second franchise tag a viable option for him or is it get a long-term deal done or free agency yeah again Saquon and I'll talk about that um, that's a tool we have at our disposal um, you know it, it wasn't when we redid his deal before he came to camp you know that wasn't taken out of that deal you know it wasn't a hey we'll do this but no franchise tag so um, that's an option we have on on the table we'll have those conversations I'm not saying we will or we won't um, a lot of those conversations will be had you know over the next month or so Joe how much does Daniel's timeline for recovery affect what direction you might go with quarterback do you have like a cutoff date do you say okay if he's not at this point by this date we go draft or you know free agency or anything like that yeah, I think, you know, like I said, during the bye week, you know, I think ultimately we have to do something, like I said, whether it's the draft or free agent, just because, you know, Tyrod's contract's up. Um, we have Tommy who's under contract and then Daniel's uh, injury, you know, and the, the return to play and the uncertainty there. So, um, you know, when free agency starts, the draft, you know, whichever avenue we decide to take, we will address the position. Well, you injury history overall, just like factor into like your, the future of that position. Like, do you have to take that into consideration? Absolutely, absolutely. A team around a quarterback who has that injury history now with two neck injuries and now a torn ACL? Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's football and guys get hurt. I mean you can't you can't always predict it. I mean, I, I think, you know, guys that have previous injuries, um, you know, there there's some you gotta look at the injuries individually and, and what they were, how they were caused, but um, you know, I got a lot of faith in our training staff as well. So again, Hopefully he'll be back for for week one. Again, we don't we don't have a crystal ball here, but you know we'll continue to build the team the way we see best. So is it out of the question that Tyrod comes back? No, no, it's not out of the question. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to all the UFAs uh, like Dave said, and we'll have conversations with them. And again, um, you know the representatives. By the time we get to the combine, we'll usually circle up with those guys. So yeah, it's not a uh, not out of the question. You know, I thought he played well for us. Joe, what is your overall message to the to the fans here at the end of the season? And what do you believe the identity of the Giants is? Uh, you know, the message is, you know, believe in the process. Again, we we came in here year one and, you know, we were able to go to the playoffs and, and win a playoff game. And, um, you know, this year didn't go, you know, as well as we wanted it to, um, you know, for various reasons. And we've all got a hand in it and we've all got to do better going into next year. And, and we will. That's what this offseason's about. And um, I got a lot of faith in the staff and Dave's and, um, you know, our process, whether it's, you know, down in the, the weight room, uh, the training staff, our draft process, free agency. Um, you know, I've got a lot of faith in the process, and we'll get this thing turned around. It, it, I mean, I know it's more than one thing, of course, but it, can you put your finger as you've kind of assessed it, what has gone wrong between last year and, and, and this year? Uh, you know, no, there's not. I don't think there's one thing. I mean, there's a multitude of things. Um, handful of things. I mean, obviously the quarterback situation. Is yeah, I don't want to go through all 17 games, but. Uh, again, like we we were in. I mean, there's there's several games that we could have won for various reasons. You know. Again, I'm not going to get into the, the details of every single game you guys were there on, hey, if it would have went this way or the ball fell our way or, you know, whatever it was, um, you know, we could be in a different situation right now. So, again, we just we've got to have good offseason. We've got to be ready to go. We've got to start faster. And, you know, again, we've got to be consistent week in and week out. Joe, when it comes to the offensive line, you've spoken the past two years, the idea of walking that line between development and having guys who are experienced and ready to go. Going after this year, going forward at that position. Is there a, a solution in terms of young guys aren't coming across, so we need to bring in uh, you know, someone who's gonna develop them more, or do you need more experience? How do you handle that position that's really been hit hard here you know, for a while? 
When you say the development, are you talking about coaching or? Um, yeah, well, coaching, but also bringing in younger players that you're going to now rely on. You've done that the last couple of years, and you know it seems like their development has not, you know, come up to, as quickly as you've needed them to. Yeah, and that's a good. Yeah, again, sometimes you get the ready-made product through free agency, or you know, you bring in a young player that you expect to develop and improve. And you know, we've seen that at, at some positions, and some some positions we haven't. And I think that'll be. Um, as Dave's looks for a new offensive line coach, I think you know history of developing players will be uh, something that we'll definitely hit on. You had mentioned a lot of times we talked to you, Joe, that Evan Neal needs to get better, and then he never played again. So how do you look at him going into his third year? Can you pencil him in as he's one of our five starters, probably right tackle, or do you have to bring in competition at that spot? Yeah, we'll go through all those conversations over the next couple of weeks. Um, Evan worked his tail off last offseason. Uh, came in in great shape, had a good start to camp, you know, had the concussion. Um, so, again, I expect him to attack this offseason the same way. And, you know, again, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Joe, how do you evaluate Brian's second season? Obviously, you guys had a promising first year, go to the playoffs, win a playoff game. How do you evaluate year two? Um, you know, I thought Brian did a good job. Again, if, if again, if you've been in the league long enough, you've, you've seen some teams quit and you've seen some – you know, some players, you know, mail it in at the end of the season. And I just think part of the reflection of the job that he did is we went through adversity and sometimes you have to go through it. You know, you, you, we're still in year two. So things were pretty good year one. Uh, we started fast, uh, had a playoff win, and maybe you didn't see where all the issues were, you know, whether it was in the building, on the team, and the coaching staff, whatever it may have been. So going through it, I think it sucked. But, you know, it also opened our eyes to some things that may maybe need to change or we need to get better. Or we need to change a process. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for Dave's is that he kept the team together and they continued to fight. They came and they prepared every week. Um, the leaders, you know, did a good job leading through difficult times. And, you know, again, I think the results showed uh, yesterday. What comes to your mind when you say, you know, you need to change process or things that you need to change? I mean, it can be multitude of things. I mean, it's it's every everything we do within the organization is is going to be evaluated yeah. during this time. Something that you already came to the conclusion you want. No, to we're, we're going to evaluate ourselves. Like again, whether it was okay, what do we do when we sign Bobby O? Like, did did we nail that? Um, Paris ended up not playing as much. Let's evaluate that process. What what happened there? Like, th those are type things that we're going to go through and uh, continue to evaluate our process. Whereas we were drafted guys, where we signed guys. The way we practiced, you know, we had some, you know, injuries at certain points of the year. You know, we we're doing things the right way. The entire process, we're going to evaluate. So, are you saying to some degree that some of the maybe some of the minor flaws or whatever were that were may have been present last year, you overlook a little bit because you're having success as a team that maybe raised their it's their heads this year. So no, I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I mean, there, there's a chance that that can happen. You know, again, you can look thing through things through rose-colored glasses sometimes when when things are going well and. Maybe you put more weight in something that wasn't. Um, but again, that's we're going to continue to evaluate every part of the process, and um, you know, again, we're, we'll be better off for it going you know, through this. It's early, obviously, and you know, the draft is pretty far down the road. Um, um, but do you feel, um, you know, you say you need to add to the quarterback room? Do you need to add to that room someone who can potentially start and compete with Daniel for a job? Well, there's a chance he's not ready week one. So yeah, I mean we. You got to sign somebody that can hope you, you know, a plan again, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Like you plan for him not being ready. So you're going to need somebody that can hopefully win you some games early on if he's not ready. And if he's healthy, you know, how do you anticipate him to be healthy at some point, start of the season or early in the season? Um, do you have the same faith of him, him right now as you did 
you when you signed them to the contract? Yes. Joe, along those lines, have you, have you had a chance to scout the quarterbacks expected to go at the top of the draft? And how would you assess this class overall? Are there impact players? Um, I would say it's a, you know, overall, it's a, it's a good draft. Um, we're kind of moving out of that COVID cycle of, you know, the, the players getting the extra years and, and whatnot. So um, overall, I think it's a, it's a good draft. And, and again, like where we're picking, I think it's um, 6th, 39th, um, 47, I believe, is a Seattle pick, and then 70th. So four, four picks in the top 70. You have to fact check me on that. I, my guy sent me that last night, so I didn't get a chance this morning to double check. But I think that's what it is. So, you know, chance to have four players in the top 70. You know, I'm excited about that. Um, again, it's a way to impact the roster, and it also gives you currency if you if you want to move around or move up, move back, whatever it may be. It's just you know, so those are tools that you can use to um, to continue to you know execute whatever the plan may be. Joe, how do you evaluate your second season? Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough season. I Again, that's part of the things that we'll do over the next few weeks is assess ourselves. I'm always evaluating myself on a on a daily basis because there's so many decisions that we make and so many things that go across my desk on a daily basis. And there's always room for improvement. Um, at the end of the day, it starts with me, and you know I've got to do a better job. You know, throughout the entire organization, we're a six-win team. You are what your record says you are, and um, I've got to do a better job. Joe, you mentioned Paris. Thinking year one to year two at receiver. Do you feel, I mean, I know it's hindsight, but did you overcompensate at the position because of the injuries that you had the previous year, knowing that Wondell was coming back? You didn't know how quickly he was going to be back in the slot because uh, it seemed like, you know, as much as we talked about duplication, it almost felt like you were waiting for injuries to sort themselves out. And the way it happened, it seemed like everybody was available and that kind of cut down on opportunities for Paris and even Shep. Yeah, that's a good question, Art. And so what it was, is again, Coming off an ACL, Wandell coming off an ACL. So, you know, we didn't know when he was going to be ready. Uh, we thought, you know, Paris would be a guy that could play inside, outside. And uh, I wouldn't say overcompensate, but we were trying to add some weapons. You, you do a deal with Daniel and, you know, you see how it was structured. So um, you try to expedite the process and give him a chance to succeed. So um, Paris is a player that will still play in this league. I think he's got a bright future. Um, you know, things maybe didn't go as well as he wanted this year, but, you know, the guy's a true pro and, um, never once complained or, you know, fussed about it. And, uh, you know, again, he's got a bright future. I think the kid has talent. How do you evaluate the rookie class? Um, again, like any rookie class, you're going to have highs and lows. Um, I think, you know, the, the first three guys, I think everybody saw, um, you know, their ability. You know, I think Tay Banks is going to be a really good corner in this league. John Michael is going to be a good center. And, you know, Hyatt's going to be a good receiver. Um, I think you saw with Jalen the explosive playability. Um, you know, the intangibles for John Michael are, are off the charts. You know, he's he's got leadership potential. You know, I'd be surprised if he's not a captain down the road. Um, again, Tay Banks with, you know, rare physical ability. And as he continues to grow and mature, um, you know, you, you, you know, what he did against some of the very good receivers in this league as a rookie, um, you know, I thought was pretty impressive. So those guys are good. I thought, you know, Eric Gray had a good game last night when he was given opportunities. Uh, he probably didn't get as many opportunities this year as um, he would have liked, but you know that's a testament to Saquon and you know his availability. Um, and then I thought some of the later round guys, you know, did a good job too. When you excited about Jordan Riley, um, and uh, you know again, those guys have a big off season coming into next year. Um, we'll expect them to be, you know, either those guys are going to start or you know depth contributors, you know, going into year two. So how do you evaluate the Waller be back? Do you view him as still a piece, uh, important piece going forward? Yeah, I, I would do it again. 
I would do it again with Waller. I mean, you guys saw him this spring. You saw him in the summer. Um, unfortunately, he had the injury for the Dallas game. Um, you know, again, he was still a productive part of our offense uh, when available. And um, you know, again, I, I would I would do that again every day of the week. What's that? Darren will be back. Yeah, we'll have those conversations with with you know with the staff, and but the expectation is he'll be back. Riley, the, the, the margins of being as small as they are in the league. When you look at last year's team and this year's team, obviously six wins this year, nine last year, plus the playoff win. How close were these two teams re in reality when you looked at it? Yeah, well, you know, every season is a different season. Every team is different. Um, you know, we closed out some some games that first year. You know the on the foot line against Jacksonville or the, the two-point conversion with Saquon, you know, being dead to rights. Tennessee missed a field goal. Uh, so some of those, and the last play against Green Bay, if you will, um, you know, games, a lot of these games come down to the end of the game. They're close games. And we had a few of these this year, whether it was the Buffalo game, it was the Jet game, whether it was the Rams game that, um, you know, we didn't close out. So, um, you know, I'd say there's always a difference. Um, there's some similarities. There's obviously some differences. Uh, got a lot of work to do, but appreciate the the way the guys competed. You know, there's a again the margin is is very small in this league, and, and that's why there's change every year in terms of playoff teams and not playoff teams. I don't know what it is. The how many years for four different playoff teams? What is it, 15 or whatever it is that I heard something I heard. So, um, you know, looking forward to really diving in deep dive into really every aspect of the organization, um, coaching. Players, evaluation, staff, um, and and working to get better. It's it's day one, 12 hours after our last game. So uh, you know we'll start on this and look forward to that process. Joe, Brian, whoever wants to answer this one, the young guys who were affected by injuries. What do you lean on in terms of evaluating them, if, especially if they don't have a lot on tape to really look at? Mm, I'm trying to think. Anybody specific? I'm thinking, you know, McCaffin. Zudu, you know, guys yeah, like it'll be big years for those guys. I mean, you're going into year three, and unfortunately, um, McKeithen was healthy. You know, he he didn't really come to you know, what is like third week of camp, I think, is when he started to practice. So he missed a, a valuable part of camp. But um, you know, unfortunately, Josh has been injured two years in a row. So yeah, I mean, it's a big off season for those guys. I know they're um, they're planning on hanging around and you know being being around the strength and conditioning staff, and um, you know whoever we end up hiring as no line coach. But yeah, it's a big year. Third year, you got to show something. Joe, does it, does it all begin with the offensive line? In your mind, it's it's an area that the Giants have struggled at for for a number of years in a row. Yeah, I think that's important. Again, it's a ultimately it's a team game, and I I'd like to believe it starts up front on both sides of the ball. So yeah, that's something that we're gonna have to look in, and we, we've got to be better. Joe McKinney views himself as one of the elite safeties in the NFL. He's headed into free agency. Do you see him that way? And what's the interest in retaining him? Yeah, we're going to talk to all those guys. I'm not going to negotiate myself against myself and call him a lead or make some hyperbolic statement about how great he is. Um, but no, I, I like Xavier McKinney. Um, he's been a good player since we've gotten here. And, you know, he's young. He played 100% of the snaps, um, checks a lot of the boxes. And, you know, he's the guy that we'll obviously talk with. You know, again, it's just, you know, you got so many resources and how you're going to divvy them up, you know, when you put the puzzle together in the offseason. Um, so yeah, he'll be a guy that we'll talk to, obviously. Would you be open to using the tag on him? Uh, we'll have those conversations again. I just haven't just went through the tag. Like I'm not big. <laughs> it's not something I want to use on a year in and year out basis, but it's a tool at our disposal. So we'll we'll talk through all that stuff. You, you mentioned um, evaluating everything. You know, we've seen that's some a lot of bad stuff, but 
and stuff that didn't go well. You also mentioned that, you know, you mentioned about signing Bobby O. And, you know, so that I would imagine is an example of a, a signing that you make that hits, you know, probably you think 100%. So when you look at that signing, what can you take from that that can help you moving forward with other signings? Yeah, I would say that process, you know, Sean I think was a good addition. I think Nacho was a good addition. Um, you know, Isaiah Simmons was a good addition. So um, I think extending Dexter was a good decision. Andrew Thomas was, you know, I mean, like you go through and you're always evaluating yourself. And so I think our free agent process was good. We brought in guys that they fit our culture. They were good guys. They helped elevate their rooms. Um, and Bobby O is one of those guys. That, so I think I think that process, um, you know, overall went went well. And, you know, again, we just got to continue to, you know, we really had one off season where we've had financial flexibility. And, you know, those were some of the guys that we brought in. So, you know, I'm excited to, to get together with my, my leadership group and the pro scouting staff and, you know, have, hopefully have another good off season and bring in guys that can bring, you know, similar value to the team as those guys. Yeah, you, know, you, mentioned, um, you mentioned just culture right there. You know, two years in, how do how, how you define the culture now and, and are you where you want to be? Yeah, I think last night is a good example. The last two weeks, even against the Rams, um, or even the second half of the Philly game, you know, on Christmas Day, um, the guys continue to come in, put in the work, um, compete, and we were in those games. I mean, Philly's a playoff team, the Rams are a playoff team, and you know, the last three games of the year against you know two teams that are going to the playoffs, um, you know, we took them down to the end, and you know, we beat Philadelphia, and you know, the ball goes our way, a couple, you know make the field goal versus the Rams or the two-point play or whatever it may be. Who knows how it turns out? But, um, you know, we took those guys down to the end. And, you know, I think that's, again, a testament to Dave's and his staff and the, the character of their players in the in the locker room. Joe, how do you think you guys can manage the injuries going into next season? I know you're always evaluating this stuff. So, yeah. you know, any ideas now or is that something? Yeah, that absolutely. I know, I know you guys are aware that uh, Craig Fitzgerald left for Florida. So, you know, we're in the process of looking for a strength and conditioning coach. And, you know, we'll, we'll have, probably have something in place uh, here shortly. So, you know, we're going to look at, you know, again, every aspect of the football operations. And I'll have talks with Ronnie and his staff. And, again, how we do things year round to, you know, again, it's, it's football. So there's 31 other teams that are playing football as well. So we know injuries are going to happen. Uh, but where we rank, you know, in the injury, you know, category, you know, again, every year you want to get better and get in that top 10, top five if you can, because it gives you the best chance to win, not just on the field, but there's a domino effect to your salary cap and replacement costs. And then, you know, if you're consistently in the bottom third, you know, that hurts you in several different areas. So that's part of the process we're going to continue to evaluate. Joe, you make injuries, you know, I think there's like the, this perception that, you know, it's the strength and conditioning or it's the medical staff or. How does that all work tie together when you're analyzing where the issues may be from, you know, an injury perspective for you? You know, because I know some of it is different, right? I mean, some of yeah. it is prevention, but also it's the medical staff's involvement when players do get injured. Yeah, and I, I've got a lot of faith in our medical staff, and they're very good at what they do. And we have these conversations all the time. Like, Billy missed some time last year. He got punched in the eye. You can't prevent that. You know, and there's some things that you – they're freak – accidents and you can't prevent. We had six ACLs last year. We had two this year. One was in the preseason. One was Daniel. So we improved there. Um, you know, our soft tissue stuff is, you know, improved uh, a year ago. So again, it's if, if there's a, con a consistent injury that keeps popping up, you're going to dive into that. Some of it is just football. Um, but, you know, we have the video of all the injuries. We go back, we analyze it. And, you know, we look at our, you know, strength and conditioning. Is there something we can be do, you know, do better to help improve whatever that injury is? Or is it our return to play? 
we look at all that and we're going to continue to look at that. And some of it's the player acquisition process. Um, you know, as we're drafting players or signing players in free agency, um, are there body tests that we can do with the players? Uh, we're looking into some of that just in terms of are there certain markers within, a, you know, the athlete's physical makeup, you know, that lead them to be more durable and available on Sunday. So um, we're going to continue to look under every rock. And, you know, again, having a healthy team gives you the best chance to win. So that's the ultimate goal. You mentioned trying to expedite the process to help Daniel win with playmakers. How much does that remain a priority to upgrade that part of this team? Yeah, again, offensively, we, you know, we want to continue to, to upgrade. And, um, you know, again, I think you saw last night, you know, Wandell had some explosive plays. You know, we Hyatt's an explosive play guy. Slayton had some explosive plays. Um, you know, Waller was good for us down the stretch there when he came back. So, again, I think there's, you know, offensive weapons. Um, you know, Saquon made some plays last night, too. So um, it's just a matter of being consistent. You know, to see that on a week in, week out basis is the goal. And, you know, again, we'll continue to evaluate, um, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, again, I think I think we do have some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. And again, if there's, there's at the right price or the right spot in the draft, there's a chance to upgrade. You know, we'll definitely look at it. Your staff, you know, last year you let DeAndre Smith leave for a lateral job. Is that like a policy you have, or is that case by case? Like, would you let any of your assistants now who say they want to leave leave? Yeah, it's something I talk with with those guys about. Um, you know, Joe and I talk about it. Every every situation is different. Speaking of, of staff, there was talk about Jeff Nixon, the running backs coach. Is he staying or is he leaving? No, he he uh, he's going to be the coordinator uh, for Syracuse. Um, you know, Jeff's, Jeff's done a great job. Jeff and I go way back. It's something, you know, he's eventually wants to become a college head football coach. Um, so, you know, got a chance to say goodbye to him yesterday. Uh, his family, great people. His son is actually in the national championship tonight. So he's, uh, he's headed out there to, to watch him play. Um, a couple quick questions. Um, has anybody asked to talk to you, any of your coordinators or assistants? Have they asked to talk to me? No, have they asked to talk to the coach? No. No. Oh, sorry. I didn't understand. And the other one is, how much cap space are you going to have? Well, we don't know the salary cap number yet. <laughs> so once we get that, we'll have a better idea. Yeah, what has uh, what what ownership's message been to you guys? I don't know if you had like a postseason meeting with John and Steve yet, but just curious what their overall tenor is about the season. Yeah, we talk we, to them we on talk a daily to basis. Yeah. Every day, pretty much. Yeah. Um, exactly. Good conversations, private conversations, uh, great ownership. I appreciate them. Um, it's it's a it's a good dynamic. Brian, are you Last bullish? <clears throat> are you bullish on your team? Were you, what was that? No, I was just oh, okay. Brian, are you bullish on your team and this franchise going forward? And if so, why? Yeah, look, I'm confident in what we do, how we do things. Um, certainly, there's a lot of things that we can improve. That's what the off season is for. Um, really, in every aspect, like Joe talked about. Look forward to to getting started. Um, you know, it's a, as you all know, it's a, once thing, once things ends, it starts up, you know, so then there's senior bowl and the East West game and evaluations, player evaluations and the combine. So that's all the, you know, you enjoy that part of it, um, you know, trying to improve your football team and improve the things that, you know, you think you can do better um, and we can do better collectively uh, to get going for the, for the next part of the season. So, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you want to be playing this weekend. That's the ultimate goal uh, to get yourself into that tournament. Um, and we missed out on it. Um, so look forward to, to getting back into it and trying to improve in every way possible.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.